0: It is 1993, the city is Lucknow. At the KD Singh Babu Stadium, a three-day cricket match is on between the Indian board president's 11 and the English cricket team. So, Vinod Kambli, the Indian cricketer, is at 61 runs at the crease when his arm is hit with the ball, forcing him to retire hurt. But as he walks down the pavilion in pain and frustration, the crowd erupts and hurls abuses at him. They call him lazy, useless, and outstanding. Indian cricketer was verbally abused with casteist slur for suffering an injury. What's going on? And what is cricket doing on a podcast about the constitution of India? Hello and welcome to The Longest Constitution. My name is Priya Mirza and every week we look into how the constitution shapes our lives. And this one is special. It's Ambedkar Jayanti, And we are talking about B.R. Ambedkar, the man who transformed the political landscape of India, played a gigantic role in drafting our constitution. And today, we honour the man by remembering his life as well as his political campaign for dignity and compassion. And thereby, look at ourselves. It's time for a national selfie, people. About the things we do collectively, individually, silently. Stuff which isn't always on Instagram, but which defines us as a nation. And pause to consider why... The ultimate luxury is not the latest iPhone, but dignity. So today, we are looking at caste starting with America. Because caste follows wherever Indians go. So loyal. So Bhagat Singh Thind had a problem. Bhagat Singh Thind, an Indian, landed in America in 1913, served in the army, fought for the USA in the First World War. But like the almost 9,000 Indians in America in the early 1900s, working in America was a problem. Because kaam to kia, but you don't have any rights. Any claims to equality... Sounds familiar. Yeah, our good old caste system, we perfected it thousands of years ago. We Indians, so good at fine-tuning the delicate art of discrimination and the denial of dignity. So Thind was not granted American citizenship because he was not, and I quote, a free white person under American citizenship laws. When challenged in court in United States versus Bhagat Singh Thind, 1923, Indians were politely denied political equality on the grounds of race. Discrimination is often visible in legal language, but very often it is not. So Ambedkar recounted in his autobiography, Waiting for a Visa, I quote, In the school, I knew that children of the touchable classes, when they felt thirsty, could go out to the water tap, open it and quench their thirst. But my position was separate. I could not touch the tap unless it was opened for me by a touchable person. It was not possible for me to quench my thirst. And that is the hierarchical, hereditary, unconstitutional form of social discrimination which Hinduism upholds. And as a grown-up, the brilliant Ambedkar studied in the US and the UK. And when he returned from the London School of Economics and his legal training at Gray's Inn, supported by the Maharaja of Kolhapur, one of the first things Ambedkar did was to set up a library. And this was part of the Bombay-based Bahishkrit Hitkarni Sabha, set up in 1924, to promote education and social reform among Mahal Dalits. It established a free reading room, a students' conference, and a mahar hockey club because discrimination and exclusion aren't always put down in words. So, the Brahminical monopoly on jobs and education and sports were, in fact, recognized by a few princely states like Mysore, Baroda, and Kolhapur. Four years later, Ambedkar, for the first time, used the term Dalit in his journal. Bahishkrit Bharat in 1928, where he characterized being Dalit as the experience of deprivation, marginalization, and stigmatization, very much being a Hindu, but being denied dignity. So Hinduism is a religion. And when our religious freedoms were being debated in the Constituent Assembly between 1946 and 49, the drafters of our constitution were keen to uphold the right to convert. And this was specifically inserted and recognized by Article 25, which reads as follows. The freedom of conscience and free profession, practice and propagation of religion. Faith is deeply personal and political. And in the Assembly, K.M. Munshi, Mrs. Lakshmi, T. T. Krishnamachari specified that Article 25 includes the right to convert. Our second story today is about two nameless individuals, classmates who studied together at IIT and many years later found themselves as colleagues in America's leading software company, Cisco. One a so-called upper caste and the other a Dalit. Except that when the upper caste and Dalit worked together, the Dalit found himself outed. Outed! his assignments were taken away from him he found himself sidelined he was penalized invisibly for being a dalit in recognition of these cruel social stigma practices by hindus ambedkar in 1935 declared that he would convert to another religion and shocked most indians hai rabbah you mean you don't want to be a hindu that's shocking Or you don't want to be part of a belief system which upholds untouchability and marks out people arbitrarily and dehumanizes them? That's so surprising. That takes us to the third C, C for conversions. Now, even though the constitution specifically grants the right to propagate, that's the right to convert, conversions are dangerous because people can actually opt out of being a Hindu Nehi nahi. Aise, kaise. Orisa was the first, followed by Madhya Pradesh, to pass anti-conversion laws. Laws which criminalize conversions, where if by force or by inducement or by any fraudulent means, conversions are punishable with imprisonment of up to a year and a fine of rupees 5,000 rupees or both. Nee. But what is a forced conversion? Who decides that? Today, these laws are in force in eight states. Arunachal Pradesh, Orissa, Madhya Pradesh, Chhattisgarh, Gujarat, Himachal Pradesh, Jharkhand and Uttarakhand. In 1977, though, Reverend Stanislaus, a priest in raipur challenged the MP anti-conversion law. He said, Hello guys, there is Article 25 which mentions the word propagate, remember? Meanwhile, for the first time in American history, Cisco has been sued on grounds of allegedly discriminating against an Indian engineer from a lower caste and thereby registering caste discriminations under America's Civil Rights Act. So, on Ambedkar Jayanti, it is a quiet time to remember that social discrimination functions because we as a collective practice it. On October 14, 1956, Ambedkar rejected Hinduism before a crowd of 10,000 people and converted to Buddhism. He said, and I quote, ''Because we have the misfortune to call ourselves Hindus, we are treated thus. I have had the misfortune of being born with the stigma of being an untouchable. But I will not die a Hindu, for this is in my power.'' Ambedkar chose Buddhism above Islam and Christianity because Buddhism speaks of compassion towards one another. Oh right, that's so much better than the state's idea of coercing people to stay within the Hindu fold. Meanwhile, Ambedkar opted for compassion. But in Rev. Stanislaus versus Madhya Pradesh 1977, the court in an infamous judgment said, That there is a difference between the right to propagate and the right to convert. Denying us the rights granted to us by our constitution. Oof! So today's takeaway is that first, the meaning of religious freedoms have shrunk rather than expanded. Closed down rather than open. The second, in a survey conducted in 2014, more than 70 years after untouchability was abolished, one out of four Indians admitted to practicing some form of untouchability. The third, in the Indian Test team's nearly 86-year history, only four Dalit players have made it to the national team. Surely not because talent is lacking? And maybe, like South Africa, it's time to consider reservations in sports too. The fourth, in a major victory... California State University, USA, has added caste as a protected category against discrimination. I hope you like the show. If you have questions or comments, please send them in on Twitter, where I tweet at FundamentallyP, or on Instagram, the longest constitution. Until next time, this is me, Priya Mirza, signing out.